It's snacking and get cracking with a snack that packs a protein punch. Pistachios are known for their protein power, fiber, and better for you unsaturated fats for a combination that may help you keep feeling fuller longer. Wonderful Pistachios is a good source of protein with zero gill. Each one ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. I love that they come in a variety of sizes and flavors, making this the perfect protein snack for any on-the-go adventure. Check out wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more about how these little green wonders can power up your day. Welcome back to the Flow Track Podcast. Flow Track Podcast at gmail.com is our email address. We're just days away from Sunday's London Marathon. And on this episode, we are going to be talking about the men's field. You can tune into our women's preview, which we'll post on Friday. I'm Kevin Sully, joined by Lincoln Shrike. Lincoln, how are you? Gosh, I'm doing great, Kevin. Thanks for asking. Not at all super congested and getting over a really rough cold. Uh, feeling pretty good. London is the most exciting event we've had on the track and field slash road running calendar since the pandemic hit in March. So uh, for them to have pulled this together, they deserve major props. And uh, it almost makes this last six months of, you know, basically no competition other than a few one-off meets. It almost makes it worth it. We finally get the matchup we wanted. I am so excited for Bekele versus Kipchoge. I should probably say Kipchoge versus Bekele because Kipchoge has earned having his name said first in the matchup. <laughs> Let's start there. If you were to assess this matchup, percent chance that Kipchoge wins, what would you give it right now? Yeah, I anticipated this question, so thanks for asking it. Um, I prepared a lot for this. Uh, I, I'm going to go with 85, and I think that's conservative, to be honest. Um, we know that he's won marathons at a better than 85% clip in his career. Uh, that said, <laughs> yes. you know, Bekele's off, awfully good. And it and if Bekele, you know, catches a flyer, to use a golf reference, he can be nearly as good as Kipchoge, which we saw last year in Berlin. Now, I know, obviously, Kipchoge not in that race, but two seconds away from the world record. No one saw that coming. So you have to give him some credit that is Bekele. But given that Kipchoge's won at a 90-whatever, 3% clip for his career, uh, I think you have to say it's about an 85% chance that he that he will win. Mm -hmm. That's about what I was thinking, too. That is a number that I had in my head. It was fluctuating anywhere between 75 and 90, the, the mm -hmm. two extremes there. Let's start first, though. I want to start actually talking about Bekele first and, and not Kipchoge. If you were to construct a list, a short list – three reasons, three things that would need to happen, three races or three ways the race would need to play out or three things that would have to happen to the conditions or something in the buildup for Bekele to pull this upset, what would they be? Gosh. Um, well, you know, you could, you would want to start to say some equipment malfunction, but then you're like, oh no, Kipchoge's weathered that. Uh, <laughs> Whew, divine intervention. Is that one of my options? Um, <laughs> a food poisoning incident? Uh, no. Whew, in all seriousness. Um, An insecure biosphere? Yeah, yeah. Um, perhaps Bekele leaving the London bubble to get carry out. I, I don't know. And getting quarantined past race time. Um, he will have to run as well as he did in Berlin. That's that's baseline. 
he maybe needs to run better than that. But we know for sure at a bottom level, he has to run as well as he did in Berlin, which he had never done previously in the marathon. So there's that. He's got to, we'll just say it. He's got to run better than he's ever run in the marathon. Um, And then, (coughs) excuse me. I think he has to hope that for whatever reason, Kipchoge is not the Kipchoge that we saw in Vienna. I don't know why that would be. This is a loop course. Uh, it, you know, kind of not, not that Vienna was loops or, um, but Monza was, I mean, this guy, he's not like bored by the fact that this is going to be loops. I don't know. There's really not, not much other than you're rolling the dice for Bekele and saying you have to be fitter than you've ever been. And you have to hope for an off day. Those are the, those are the two things on a more specific level. I, I don't know if you can identify anything because what, where is the weakness in Kipchoge? You know, it's uh, maybe the fact that he hasn't run a marathon in, in, in over a year of which he there's, it's been a competitive race, you know, maybe yeah. he's, I, I don't know. I'm like hundred percent acknowledge I'm grasping at straws here, but the, like the fact that he, I don't know. You could say he hasn't, he's not as motivated as Bekele, but I doubt that it's really hard. Mm-hmm. It's going to take the off day from Kipchoge that we've never seen. That's basically the story. Yeah, no, I, I agree with those two needs the off day that hasn't happened yet because the one time he lost, he lost to the world record holder at the time in the marathon. So it wasn't a bad race. He's won 10 in a row in regulation marathons, add in Monza, <laughs> add in Ineos 159. I'm counting those as wins because in one of those races, he actually ran against two other people. And in the other one, he ran 159.40. So I'm just going to say he's won, yeah. he's won 12 marathons in a row. He's never had a yeah. bad race. So yes, he needs something to have gone wrong in Kipchoge's buildup or something on race day to make it so Kipchoge is not 100%. He needs to run the race of his marathon life. I don't, need, I don't think he needs to run the best race ever of his career because he had some really special ones on the track. But he needs to run the best marathon of his yeah. life. And then I'll add in the my third thing would be he needs the weather to cooperate and he needs the mm-hmm. pace to be even. And I'm inclined to think that the pace will be even because if it's not even, there's going to be people screaming at the pace setters. Yeah. Every 2K, what are you doing? Get back on pace. Let's make sure this thing is, is nice and smooth throughout. It's not like they're not going to be able to stay in communication for them. But any sort of disruption in the matrix – just favors Kipchoge. And that's yeah. weird to say. It's weird to say because we, you know, we, we talked about this board. Usually that sort of stuff favors the underdog, but I don't think that's the case because we've seen him do it in the rain. We've seen him do it in tactical races like in Rio. We've seen it do it with his insoles coming out. We've seen it when nobody's with him. We've seen it do, do, uh, him do it when he, he's under pressure late in the race. But yeah. So I think, I think Kip, uh, Bikhele is the one who needs the stable environment. If you look, Lincoln, there are four marathons that they've run against each other. They've never been close. Bekele's yeah. never been able to keep it close against Kipchoge. His marathon career has been up and down, but when he's raced Kipchoge, he hasn't brought his best stuff. So he needs something yeah. to, to change that. Yeah, and I, I get worried, and I this was trending on the top of Let's Run, and I, I don't want to read too much into it or just pull my takes off of Let's Run.com. Um, all respect to that to that website, but that that there can be some absurd threads. But there was one at the top. 
talking about Hugh Brasher, who gave an interview to Inside the what is it Inside the Games dot Biz, uh, mm-hmm. one of the European outlets covering the race. Shout out to Dot Biz and yeah, yeah, Dot Biz. Uh, who says dot coms are the coolest? Um, he, he Hugh Brasher, the race director, um, had to quote. Um, and, you know, he refers to the difficulty Ethiopia's had politically, which is obviously a concern. And there's been other athletes who've talked about that. But um, he says, after introducing it with that, he says, quote, Kenanese has not always been able to train in the way he would normally. Uh, that makes me nervous, Kevin. That makes me a little that, that makes me, we, we need, you know, for for Kipchoge, for not not that I'm rooting one way or the other, but for this to be a competitive race. Things I think needed to be ideal for Kipchoge, or excuse me, for Bikele. And it worries me as far as wanting to see a close race that um, that it hasn't been ideal. Uh, so that's one thing against it. That's one, you know, the reports out of our post-Berlin last year were, you know, he got back in the shape of his life. Mm-hmm. He, he, you know, training was, he took on, I forget if he, I, I don't think he took on a different coach, but he... He um he moved I don't know, to the Netherlands routine right? and took it seriously. Right, 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 right. That's what it was. Got, Sorry, got you know, a new diet. He, he right, and and maybe that stayed the same. You assume that stayed the same because that would be logical after running the marathon of his life that he would follow it up with a similar type of regimen. But I don't know if things haven't been ideal back home, and I'm we're hearing the the race director, the guy who's supposed to be chatting it up as, mm-hmm. oh, both guys are. At the fittest they've ever been in their lives, uh, world record or bust. I mean, maybe not that extreme, but when you hear we're already having apology, uh, you know, we already we got already have a Bekele apologist. That makes me a little sweaty. I I don't I don't like that. Um, and I'm wondering okay. if this is gonna be more but, of a blowout. But yeah, it, it, there's always a possibility. Even if he was fifth, that it was a blowout. But what do we know about Kipchoge's buildup? What do we ever know about Kipchoge's buildup? Because he doesn't run half marathons. Right. We just assume um, he's fit. Yeah, we definitely assume he's fit um, because it's Elliot Kipchoge. Um, right. There's there there would be like a cosmic wormhole open up if he got out of shape. Like all of a sudden, if his like something caused him to like slip outside two hundred four shape, like there, there something would happen in the world. They'd be like, "What was that?" And it was like yeah. Elliot Kipchoge is out of shape. Uh oh, you know we we would feel it. It's in the okay. air. You know, Mike Smith said you can feel it. The change in the temperature, you should feel the intensity <laughs> change. You would feel that in the air if Elliot Kipchoge was not ready to okay. go. Maybe maybe he's not in Ineos shape, but I bet he's pretty close. I bet he's very very close. Uh, I'm not worried about him at all. I know, but Jared Ward said he had about eight weeks' notice. Because it was announced <laughs> seven weeks ago, right? And he said a week before that, he heard that they were going to do it and then didn't know if he could get in. Now, maybe they gave Kipchoge a little bit more heads up because he's Kipchoge and they're building Absolutely. the race around him. And he, Absolutely. But, but but how many weeks could they possibly have known? 10 weeks? 12 weeks? I, I wonder how much lead up he had. I wonder how much how important that is to him. I wonder if his training was hampered similarly to to Bekele. now every country is is different with their own circumstances and access to training facilities and training partners so mm-hmm. we're not really going to know until after these guys run and then we'll find out afterwards what would you say this is a silly question but since i asked it with Bekele, i'll ask it with kipchoge 
what needs to happen for Kipchoge to win on Sunday? Um, well, um, he will need to run as he usually does. He will need to not have an off race uh, to the extent that we've never seen. So he, he has to avoid... You know, you do get to a point where, and, and I'm trying to take this question seriously because I was tempted to just joke, um, but I know people want to hear do my both. serious take. You want to do the joke can first do both. and then you can do the... Um, I'll do the serious answer first. Kipchoge has been so good in the marathon. Eventually, the marathon has to be like, I'm taking back my reputation. There's not a human being that's figured out this distance. Eventually, something's going to go wrong for him, right? And is he going to be 45 and running 203? No, I understand he's not 45 right now. He's like 36, 37. But what has to happen or what could derail him is just the percentages of the marathon. He's been absurd his entire career in this distance. And that, you know, checking the fact that he's a human being and he breathes and he bleeds just like the rest of us, you would think eventually the marathon's going to come back and, and bite him at some point. And if there was any race to do it, it would be the one where, where, like you said, maybe his preparation was well short of what he's used to. And and uh, that takes away the, the edge he has to be essentially perfect in a marathon. I don't know. Other than that, he just needs to get out there, follow the pacemakers as he always does, smile, and... I don't think coast to victory because Garamu kind of pushed him last time. He'll have to work, but he's going to get out there probably and run 202 and win. I mean, that's, it's, it's just, it's very, very predictable. Um, and, and, and barring something happening, that's never happening. He's going to win. And I think win convincingly. He's the only one in the field who knows what 159 feels like. He's the only one in the field who knows True. what two flat feels like. And he has an immense psychological edge over the rest of his competition. I mean, Bekele can't be understated has, how intent. Yeah. Well, Bekele has a bunch of medals, but he has an 0-4 record against him. And his PR, If you, I think you should count Ineos, not for the purposes of does it count as a world record, but his legs have gone that fast. He has run 159-40. Yeah. It wasn't regulation. But if they go through at 60-20 or something like that, Bekele's like, wow, this is basically world record pace. And Kipchoge yeah. could say, yeah, but this is slower than I went slower. through when I ran 159.40. So I think what he needs to do and what he almost does is he's like a great tennis player. He just waits for somebody else to make a mistake is what he can do. Just keep right. knocking the ball back. Right. Just keep clicking off these mile splits until somebody is either just dies, which is the less less romantic way to go about it, or they make some foolish move and they really go for it and then they fall off. You know, the most he's been right. pushed, probably we'd say that Berlin marathon with Guye Adola. And yeah. Adola actually opened up a gap on him. And you go back and look at that, you think maybe maybe if he didn't if he didn't uh, go too soon, he could have actually had had a shot. Because it's not like every single race Kipchoge is is blowing people out. He makes it look so easy. But I think there is room there at least to keep it close if you, if they don't panic. Um, yeah. But when you talk about he needs to have a bad race, I don't even know what that looks like with Kipchoge in the marathon because we have not seen a bad race ever from him. Right. Don't don't you think he could? I mean, these guys are good, not just Bekele, but Garamu, Washa Hune is, is good. If, 
um, as well. But it's, it, it feels like to me, if he wanted to blow these guys out, and obviously it'd be a little bit more risky, but he, he could. I think back to post-race after the Rio Olympics, and I don't remember if it was Rupp or, or somebody else started to press the issue in the, in the Rio Olympic marathon, and they looked over at Kipchoge. And this guy, mind you, this guy wasn't even Kenyan. And Kipchoge was like, not yet you know not yet and the and and you know those two guys are competing against each other he's so in control that i wonder mm -hmm. are we and maybe not the adola race in berlin just because he did literally take the lead but particularly like the in london in 2019 where it was kind of like eye-opening that garamu was under 203 and was you know had some pressure on kipchoge late you wonder if that was just this is how Kipchoge is electing to run this race and not, not necessarily a product of he was nearly beat. You know, I'm sure you think that way as well, but um, I don't think basically my point is that we should conflate close races with he was nearly beaten. I think that's a strategic decision. Competitive, competitive, not close. Yeah. There's a difference between the two. I think I agree yeah, with you. Competitive. Yeah. yeah. And there's a difference between a shark and a remora fish and there's a lot of remora fish out there right now who are sucking on to kipchoge and getting pulled to these very fast times but we all know who's at the top of the food chain and even you saw it with bekele same thing when he ran the 20141 he's the shark and he's pulling some people to the fast times but there was no doubt in that mm -hmm. race who the best was it's interesting you look like you look at these other guys in the field right you look at Moisten at Garamo, wow, 202.55, but that was, you know, he's losing to, to Kipchoge. You see Washington, yeah. 203.16, that's from London in 2019. You look at, at Sisse Lemma, 203.36, well, that was third in, in that Bekele race. Like, that's the Remora yeah. fish group here. There's the Remora fish group, mm -hmm. and then there's the shark group. I didn't anticipate that reference coming into this show. Uh, I, I do enjoy it. Yeah, Kipchoge. The nicest shark in the world so at least there's that but yeah he's a shark for sure and the others are, are remora fish which i've never heard of kevin i'll be honest um you know i'm talking about the little slide. fish that they, oh, they, they, they they're right there no no mm -hmm. no google remora fish they're mm. the little fish that are oh, that in the swim up the, the entire of... time yeah, yes. yeah 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 okay yes 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 yeah. yes of course um yeah they're long for absolutely, the ride that's an apt comparison absolutely yeah absolutely yes i think Kipchoge's clearly in the driver's seat and he's going to have some people tail him for a little bit, but I don't think we're going to see any real, it may come down to the last lap, you know, it may come down to the last, I don't know, maybe the last kilometer, but when it comes down to the last 800, when it comes down to the last 400, it's, it's winning time. And I don't, I don't think there's anybody who's good enough. I actually, I'm. I know this is extreme. I'm leaning towards the fact I'm going to be surprised if Bekele finishes because I think he's that far behind, and I don't think this is a guy who's going to finish a race if he's just getting crushed early. And I think there's a chance he he gets crushed. I am of the same thinking, although I'm I'm putting him third, just because I think one of these other guys is going to jump up and have. See, I think he either finishes Kevin. I think he either finishes first, second, or DNF. That that's. I don't think there's a possibility he finishes third. Well, I mean, is there? The, yes, the, but I think. The, yeah, go ahead. The, the scenario, the scenario I'm envisioning is what we talked about, where it's competitive late. Kipchoge <laughs> moves away 
in the final two laps. And because there are laps, it's easier to tell where you are. And I think as human beings, you kind of, when you hear the bell, if there is a bell, I'm not sure, but yeah. you know, with one to go, it, you know, you get a little jolt of energy in, in your body and I could see Kipchoge going for it. And then there's some separation. And then Bekele at that point, he's too far in to, he's not going to drop out with a lap to go, but somebody like Lemma or Wasanan or mm-hmm. Garamu is able there is able to, to pass him. But I don't, like I've told you before, I think Kipchoge is a solid, a more solid pick for first than Bekele is for second, right? That's a, that's a much more tenuous spot to be in. Yeah. So the, that's a, you'd, you'd, you'd get uh, much, much tougher odds there. But I want you to envision a Kipchoge upset just for a moment. Can you do that for me? Yeah. Okay, cl- close your eyes. I'm trying. I'm okay. trying. When it does end, how does it end? Does it end because someone shows up and runs 201.30? Or does it end because he runs a really bad race? Like he runs 206. Mm-hmm. Right. Given the fact that he has shown no desire to you know, he's in, not indicated like, oh, you know, any race could be my my last marathon. You know, he at least has mm-hmm. not said that publicly. He seems to absolutely love training. Um, I know he doesn't race very much, but he clearly lives to run. Um, I tend to actually think the marathon will eventually get him just because um, I think he's going to race until he can't anymore, not just, you know. I'm going to get all the records and then, and then stop while I'm ahead. I don't think he's that type of a person. Um, so eventually I think it's going to be a surprise because we don't see him ever tune up. Eventually he is going to show up and for lack of a better term, lay an egg. And we're going to be like, Oh, the era of dominance is, is now in question and maybe over. It's just going to come in a snap because he races twice a year, or in the case of this one, once a year, mm-hmm. and we, we, there's no barometers. You know, there's no, the, the, there's no. We're not going to see it coming. I don't think. Now, maybe he finishes second here, and we're saying he's starting to slip. I don't think that's going to happen. But, but my my point is, we're not. I don't think we're going to see somebody that uh, just wins this race, runs two hundred two, and says, you know what, that's it for me. I think he's going to keep mm-hmm. going until. Uh, until he can't what do you th- what's your opinion i'm inclined to believe that too i see it more on the bolt model bolt didn't get beat by somebody who ran 957 bolt got beat no, because no. bolt got slower and bolt got older yeah now yeah. with bolt there were indications that he was slowing down for a couple of years and oh, he staved yeah, it off for a long- but he raced a lot more so you could you could see it coming i think you're you're 100 right but i i think the sports world as a whole needs to appreciate what Eliud Kipchoge is doing and not just the running world. And I don't know what more he can do to get people's attention. He's already run 159.40. He's already run two flat 25. But is there a more clutch yeah. performer in all of sports than Eliud Kipchoge, yeah. who's not only going against the best marathoners in the world, but going against this distance that has made fools of most people who attempt it at least once over their attempts. And now he has a double digit win streak. I mean, I know you talk about Roger Federer or Tiger Woods or Jordan or LeBron or Serena Williams or Katie Ledecky, or I just, 
it's tough to compare sport to sport, but I think, you know, just as with Bolt, we're looking at someone, I mean, I, I think, you know, another, I know we've talked about this before, but another year or so, and he's definitely going to go past, he's going to exceed Bolt. I just, there, there, I don't think there's a level of appreciation here for what, what Kipchoge is doing because what he's doing yeah. doesn't really even matter relative to his competition at this point, because the, the distance, just the accomplishment of doing 26.2 miles and never having a bad day is unfathomable. Right. I've been waiting for a lifetime for the Kipchoge versus Jordan arguments. I'm ready. Um, you're right. For it to be fully appreciated, I mean, I, part of it is our, I think our understanding of how he's appreciated on a global scale is a little distorted because we're on, when, when we look at Olympic sports that get the, they get the attention of, you know, ESPN or the, or the national uh, media, media who covers sports other than track and field like ourselves, they're going to cover dominant Olympic athletes that are American. So maybe he's not going to get that full appreciation here, but on a global level, I think maybe we'd mm -hmm. start to see more of a comparison of him among the absolute greatest athletes of all time. And I know it's been written about, and I think hundred percent, you can make the argument. He's the greatest athlete of all time, but you know, we do that. And then everyone, you know, people want to factor in the guy who uh, free soloed, uh, you know, uh, the Yosemite or whatever, whatever, you know, yeah. so yeah, El Capitan. So, so that that's just such a diverse argument. It's, it's tough to fully, fully make a sound argument without, you know, it's like, well, what, who do I consider? Who do I leave off? But his, his run in the marathon, um, is still so, so incredible because no other human ever has had this long of, of a streak. You can make the argument that Bridget Cosguy's 214 is just as good, if not better, than Kipchoge's marathon. It's not about the one-offs. It's not even about the 159. It's the fact that he has continued to do this race after race after race, particularly at a time <coughs> excuse me, when he's 35 years old. And you would think, he, given the fact that he was winning world titles at, at in 2003, that he should be burnt out or... His career should be over. It's it's remarkable how long this has lasted. He should be right up there with Michael Phelps, uh, with Jordan, um, with yeah, with Woods, every all those people. And you can make the argument he's he's better. Mm -hmm. And that's just because we have this American perspective through which we see things, or is it team sport yeah. versus individual? Because I think a lot of people would would name Michael Phelps because he's American, but marathon running is certainly more relatable than than swimming and i know the metal hall is different but it's distorted I mean, or people yeah. have mentioned yeah yeah or people would say oh simone biles but it's like how many people are doing backflips in their backyard i it's no, a very yeah. difficult argument it's a very fraught argument but i just think we're gonna get we're getting we're so far past uncharted territory with him and I don't even think we talk about it enough. Like in the running community, I don't think we talk about no. his status amongst all athletes enough because it's just become routine. He could go out. He's literally the perfect like, athlete. I mean, he's he's a perfect he's a perfect athlete. His his the way the 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 way he his his aura is is awe inspiring. Uh, his his love for training, I think, is unmatched. Uh, his record in the marathon obviously is is unmatched and i mean and and 
he did did something that even all of us who followed it closely pre the breaking two event i i would have said under no circumstances is a sub two hour marathon possible at least in in what we've did you know it's anyone could say hey there's a kid in high school right now and he's going to win he's going to lead this nba team to seven nba titles and and you know we're going to have an argument that he's the greatest of all time in in the nba and i say yeah that, that's possible I just don't think we're going to see somebody win 13 out of 14 marathons at the highest level, break a barrier. Well, the barrier has been broken, but run under two two hours. That that person's not out there. I think there's one right now and th that there will ever be. I think there's going to be one Elliot Kipchoge, and there will never be a debate about who the di best distance runner is because it's it's clearly him. Yeah, and it's it's – gotten to the point where in this race he could run say 202 say he runs 202 15 and he beats Bekele. Bekele has a good race but Bekele loses by 45 seconds he beats the second best distance runner by 45 seconds and runs 202 15 which would be his second fastest legal mark his fourth fastest marathon of all time and we would say oh that sounds about right and we yeah keep that's moving. good and, and we just throw that one in the pile and say, that's expected. But like, yeah, 159.40, two flat 25, 201.39, 202.37, 203.05, 203.32, 204.00 flat, 204.05, Yeah. That's it. Yeah. 204 <laughs> used to mean something, Kevin. It used to mean something more than he's, he's taken 204 and said, that's the that's the worst I got. That's you know that's that's not a good one for me. I mean he's he's surpassed two hundred four, right? He's gotten better. That's the crazy thing, right? You're so used to he put the marathon out of style. He, he did. Retired and, 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 he's the one who did that, right? Uh, we're so obsessed in the marathon with when people debut and they have a fast debut, but in reality, mm -hmm. I mean, there's there's not a ton of dudes out there that debut. And then they're, they continue to, to climb the ladder and get better and better and better mm -hmm. and better. and be You know, we're obsessed with that because we're like, oh, wow, this is the floor. Now they're going to keep growing. Stats don't back that up. However, they do for Elliot Kipchoge. And that's mm – -hmm. he's he's defied I, – I, I've said this over and over, but he's he's defied what is the tendency of, of the marathon. Look at the, some of those guys <coughs> – excuse me. You mentioned Adola. Where's Adola been? I mean, he seemed to be on the precipice there of being a being a star and i know injuries happen and and you could look at you could look at garamu and garamu's continued to be good but he's not the second he's not definitively the second best marathoner in the world by any stretch of the imagination and that's kind of what he made it seem like it, there's some it's it's really hard to to separate yourself in the in this event uh just guys yeah. have good days and you're gonna have a bad day but he's he's impervious to that and uh it, that's that's why he's one of the best athletes ever. Mm -hmm. All right, what about the other the other folks here? Who do you think could sneak in for a good performance? Garamu, mm -hmm. we have Marius Kipsiram, Washina, Tola, Katata, Sandre Moen, Sisse mm -hmm. Lemma. Did anybody jump out here to you? Well, like I said, Garamu. I think uh, I he showed his versatility by not only running two hundred two fifty five which says enough about him, but also getting silver in Doha. And I know that's a forgotten marathon and who cares about that, but 
he was very, very close to to winning gold in a race against. Uh, gosh, I'm gonna now. Uh, oh gosh, I had it right there. I had it. Um, <laughs> Lasisa, Lasisa, uh, and Lasisa thrives in that in that tactical, that championship mm -hmm. style marathon. And we can't thought coming in, uh, Garamu. He's a 202 guy, but we've seen too many guys run fast in in uh like a dubai and then stink in championship races to to really think that this was going to be his forte no he ran well there and so we know he can run well in a london setting i think adding that to his resume only reinforces that he's going to be you know a, a guy that's going to stick around um mm -hmm. and so i i i actually would i'm going to pick him not that anyone cares but i'm going to pick him to finish second it's a good pick for the reasons you mentioned, I like Alex Sisay Lemma, 203 36, mm. as I mentioned in Berlin in 2019. But one thing that he has on the rest of the field, he's run a marathon this year, Lincoln. He ran the Tokyo oh. Marathon yep. in March yep. before everything got shut down, 204 51. That might be useful because I think there might be some rust with a lot of these other runners uh, on, on the list. But I think there's going to be a nice group going going through. I don't know yet what the what the pace is going to be called for, but I'm would be surprised if it was slower than what 61:45 at halfway. Yeah. yeah. So I uh, I think it's oh going to, my god 61:45. No, I I was going to put the over under at 61 minutes. Okay. I mean, do you do you think that's too aggressive? I was gonna, I guess we haven't talked about that yet. Uh, Two oh no no I, yeah no you sound right that that sounds right 61 sounds right uh 202 i mean somebody somebody will yeah look everybody's gonna take their somebody shot go out that hard. everybody yeah, yeah a lot of people go out that hard you know why because they want yeah. to be the one to beat the guy who i just called the greatest athlete of all time potentially like yeah. why would you not take your shot what would you rather do potentially upset kipchoge and maybe blow up or finish a conservative fourth and run 205 there's, I don't, no, there's, no, there's that, nothing to gain though, by it I, we say that, right? That's the logical answer, but we've seen this before with, you know, I think of Farah. We'll just go out and try to run 1245. You've got a 1245 PR and, you know, it doesn't happen. And it's easier said than done. A little bit different in the That's marathon. That's different, though. There's medals. There's there's medals at stake. Then. You want to leave with a medal, right? That's, that's different. <laughs> there's no medals. There's no medals here. And these guys already have okay. fast PRs. They already can get into any race they want. They're gonna they're yeah. gonna go with him. This is not I don't they, you do not think this is gonna be a a solo run. There's gonna be no. people with no, Kipchoge no, 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 no. until they can yeah no longer run at that pace. Um, we got some uh, well we have an American Jared Ward in there and we have a Canadian Cam Lem Cam Cam Levins who is a, a late Ooh. ad there. Yeah, Big. Um, as Jared Ward said on our podcast, his goal is to not get lapped because he thinks he can run the race of his life if he does that. So, um, yeah, but, but I'm, I'm fascinated by, and this is something we talked about on the oh, podcast. Lord, he's going to get left. Well, we don't know. He's going to get left. Come on. You think so? Okay. If they're running, well, there's an additional, yes. I looked at, I looked at, the, yes, if they do two on one, yes. There's an additional 1400 meters that's off the loop at the end. Okay. So he, okay. he could oh. be, he could be a little farther than if I'm looking at the map, right. He could be, um, more than 2100 meters behind and still not get lapped anyway mm -hmm. okay all that to say mm -hmm. but what i'm interested with ward is it's not just the lapping question 
is his idea of the unconventional buildup. Because he said, if this works, he's never going to do this long marathon buildup again because it's been right. it's truncated because of how quickly he found out about this race. I just, yes, it could go horribly wrong, but it also could go really well with the pressure completely off and all these races feeling like a bonus. Well, and I think somebody like him in his 30s who's been there, done that as far as making an Olympic team, finishing top 10 at the Olympics, I think it's, yeah, have a good race here. I think you could certainly make the argument of less is more. Think how many miles are on his legs. Now, there's thousands upon thousands of miles on every marathoner's legs, but mm -hmm. he, he may not need the 10, 12-week buildup anymore. And uh, I know it would be a small sample size. If this went well, there may be other factors other than just the fact that he's maybe slightly undertrained. But I, I, could, I could certainly see that. I would think the adhering exactly to the – because he said what he he usually has a 12 week buildup and this is an eight or he usually does a 10 12 okay 12 um, said, yeah and certainly to the fact that you know he's coming off a bad one at the trials and now i know that's been seven months ago or eight and it's gonna be eight months or no no seven months ago um but if that was a 12 month 12 week buildup you would think well there's i've got a good reason to change my routine my last race didn't go well um mm -hmm. and so here um, of course, obviously nowhere near as hard as Atlanta and he could use all the fresh legs he, he's going to, you know, he's going to get, or going to have, because, you know, it's probably going to feel uncomfortable real early. If he's, I'm, you know, if he goes through the half in 64 minutes, I don't know how fast he wants to go through. It's not going to be comfy. It's not going to feel real good. Right. And so, um, but if he, if his goal is to not get lapped, you know, he may have to run 63 and a half through 63.30 through the half. You know, I, I don't know. Um, and that would be a good, you know, if he runs 208, that's a great day for him. He may still get lapped. Yeah. But um, but uh, my thing is, I, I yeah, I think being undertrained is probably a little a little bit better for him to try to maybe have those snappy legs that he possibly wouldn't have otherwise. I don't know. I'm just, that's just a suggestion. That's just uh, me speculating. I have no idea. Well, no, I think, I think. You could be right. And also, <laughs> you keep from overthinking, too. And especially after mm -hmm. how things went wrong in Atlanta, there'd be reason to be like, wait a minute, maybe I should change it. But now you don't have any time. In seven weeks, just get miles in and get ready to get on the start line yep. and then go for it. Yep. He was talking about uh, – I heard him talk before about you know lifetime fitness, sort of cashing in on that and how he's you, you know accrued all these miles throughout the years and, and tapping into that as opposed to just like, oh, well, exactly. six weeks ago, I did this really good tempo exactly. run. So it'd be interesting to say, uh, Cam Levins, you have any thoughts on his chances? He's been, he's been pretty quiet recently. Yeah, Cam has one real good marathon, and I think he's struggled elsewhere. Uh, otherwise, uh, I need to look it up. I think he's run 209. Yeah, I mean Cam athletes yeah, can't yeah. Cam athletes. Cam Cam Levins, I think of as kind of two different athletes. You know, he I kind of thought he was going to be a phenom, and he's had good races, but as he's gotten older, it's been more and more uh, hit and miss. Um, so his last marathon was about a year ago, and he ran two fifteen. So he's coming off a pretty pretty tough one, but he did run a national record two hundred nine twenty five uh, the year before that. So it's kind of which Cam Levins are are you going to get? I imagine. You know, a, a good battle, a good guy to to track would be Jared Ward for him. So maybe he can mm -hmm. kind of gauge off of him. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Cam's an interesting. He's an interesting guy. You know, he started out his career running 200 miles a week. He goes to NOP, 
that works and until it doesn't. And then now he's kind of in the, I don't know, the third act of his career going back to, I think he's with his college coach now. I could, I could be, Mm -hmm. I could be wrong. Um, so we'll see now, now that he's 31, like, does he have any, is there any pop left in, in for Cam Levins? Uh, we'll find out. Obviously he's not going to be a factor up front by any means, but it, if he beat Jared Ward, which I don't think he will, but if he did, that's a huge day for him. Well, there's a lot of people in the 210 range. We're so obsessed with the the front of this field as we should be, but there's an additional 15 or so guys who are in here between 210 and and 215, actually probably upwards of, of 20 if you want to throw in the 216 guys because there's a lot of, of Brits here who are going to be going for the, the Olympic Center, who I believe are, the plan is still to be paced by Sir Mo Farah. Is that so correct? No. Per your understanding? Per, per my sources. Yeah, that's my understanding. Uh, that's what my sources have been telling me, updating. I have a conference call with them every day. Um, <laughs> that's a joke. Uh, yeah, so the Olympic standard is 211.30. I mean, I would think a lot of dudes will get that, right? So, um, yeah. Could see well, some of these 216 for some people, the, yeah. they're, it's a reach for some of these 216 yeah. people. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, it's... I don't know. You could have a big day. I mean, some people are in the shapes of their lives, right? I mean, the marathon is probably the one the one race that's like, not that it's ideal to be in a pandemic as far as training, but the fact that you don't need a ton of races to necessarily get in shape for the marathon. You can just kind of get out there and train, and maybe distractions are limited. I don't know. I'm I'm reaching here, but I think you'll see a lot of people hitting the Olympic standard, a loop course uh, that's mm-hmm. completely fat flat that's have we've been told is is faster than the the usual course yeah you're gonna see a lot of uh, there's gonna be a lot of running nerds that are real excited at the world record for most sub 210s and we may get that here (laughs) in terms of a time prediction i'm gonna put kipchoge between his two fastest regular marathons non-time trial marathons i'm gonna put him at 20205 I'm going to take Hugh Brasher's word for it that the course is faster than the regular London Marathon yeah. course. So he's going to run faster than that 202.37. And he's going to be about 25 seconds off of the world record. 202.05 is my pick. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to go 201.59. I'm, I'm feeling real confident in, in Kipchoge. Uh, I mean, we're talking about a guy who needs to run two minutes slower than his last marathon. Now, granted, I know he doesn't have every single Nike athlete out there. He doesn't have a laser car and he's not running uh, in a literally a course that was literally flattened for him. Um, Mm -hmm. But I think all that stuff is worth less than two minutes. And so I think he is better than he was in 2019 and in April of 2019, because I don't think he had a perfect day in April 2019 when he ran 202, 30, whatever, 37. Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah, I think he breaks 202. I think he was going to, and I'll just say right under 201.59. I like how you're six seconds over off of my time. You didn't really cover our bases. He's going to six minute. seconds off my time. Okay. Kevin, he doesn't want to see it. He doesn't want to see two, two uh, twos in his time. Not, uh, no, okay. two, no 202. He's 201. And and let, let's let's see. He's run everything. Let's see. Has he done? He's done 159. Okay, so he's done everything. Never mind. Sorry, yeah, he because well, he, he yeah, that yeah, was because yeah. that was what he said after London. He's he said, "I oh, I finally got my two hundred two because he hadn't run a two hundred two before." 
because he had only run a 201 previously so and, and a two flat and then obviously added the 159 so i think he wants to Before it's been two years since he's running the 201s kevin two years that does does kipchoge have a 201 problem i think is one of the big storylines going in uh no i'm just kidding uh yeah he's gonna win real, i think he's gonna dominate uh real quick before we go i'm gonna play a game of would you be surprised and i'm gonna say you kipchoge time you tell me would you be surprised okay two two oh one forty no no two oh one thirty world record always need to be surprised by a world record i don't want to act facetious and be like no no he's 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 going to break a world record. doesn't matter if he's running on the Rocky mountains. Yes. I'll be surprised if he breaks the world record by nine seconds. Um, okay. There's a difference between being f- totally floored and surprised. Uh, I would not be totally floored to the extent of less of a surprise than when Bekele ran two Oh one forty one in Berlin last year when we were in Doha. And I thought you were joking. You, you I remember <laughs> you were on your computer and I woke up after going to bed in Doha at approximately 6 AM. And you said, Bekele ran 201.41, and I just, I just thought you were totally joking. I mean, I just totally thought that was not that was made up. So, uh, I'll be surprised if Kipchoge runs 201.30, um, but not, not overly stunned, I guess. 203.15. Uh, yeah, floored, stunned. Really? Okay. Yeah, I got. Wait, I have, would you? You have not? No, I wouldn't be surprised with a two hundred three. I'd be surprised with two hundred four because you never know with the weather. Something goes crazy. I mean, if he lost yeah. ran two hundred three, I'd be surprised. But if I just heard the number, okay, if you told me Kipchoge ran two hundred three, I'd say, oh, maybe it got kind of, maybe it got kind of tactical. Maybe there's some argy bargy there in the last couple laps. No, maybe Timothy Carriers came out. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, I'll be surprised if it's above two hundred two. I would be. I'd be quite surprised. Uh, I don't think, I don't think Kipchoge messes around with two hundred three shape anymore. He's just like, what? Does he even know how to how to run two hundred three? You know, you talk about getting out of like your cadence. It's like, you know, back in back in my uh, running days, you know, when I was really in shape, like six minute pace per mile felt better than seven minute mile per pace. It just didn't seven minute mile pace felt like like like. The cadence didn't feel right. That's the same for Elliot Kipchoge at a 203 marathon. It's like, I don't know where to put my feet. This feels weird, you know? So I don't think we're going to see that. I like how there's a very narrow range with which you will not be surprised. It's like he only 202 through 201 high, but anything 201 mid. Yeah, I've given him about 20 seconds. I think we can pinpoint this at right. He's pretty predictable, right? You can put him right at you can put him right at about a 20 second range. Any times out of that, I go from I I am completely stunned. <laughs> shocked, I tell you, shocked. I'm gonna yeah. call you when the race is over and he runs yeah. 203.01. Lincoln pulled all his hair out, just completely yeah. beside himself. <laughs> all right, well, you all can uh you can uh watch the race in London. In, if you're in Canada or other select countries on, on the website, flowtrack.org, we'll, of course, be back on Friday to do the women's preview. Thank you to Alan for producing this episode. We'll talk to you guys soon.